Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome today, and we have another wonderful youth uh, candidate. His name is Praja Taku. And uh, where are you located? Hello, Peter. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm located in Connecticut in America. Okay. So how are the uh, pandemic in Connecticut? Um, I feel like throughout the course of the pandemic, Connecticut's definitely, Connecticut, New York region has definitely been affected differently than the rest of the world and even America. Um, Currently, the mask guidelines are a bit finicky. It really depends on whether or not you've been vaccinated in Connecticut. But um, there are a lot of indoor spaces that have allowed masks as of right now when we're recording this. Uh, But depending on what new CDC rules come out, we'll, we'll see where it goes. It's it seems like this Delta variant is um, getting a little bit more dangerous, so masks may be reintroduced shortly. So, so where do you go to school? Um, I go to school in a public high school in Connecticut, and uh, I'm currently entering my junior year, so 11th grade. Okay. And somewhere along the line, you decided, hey, schooling is not enough. I want more. So, yeah. So, go ahead. Yeah, well, Yes, sorry. Um, What happened to me was about four years ago, um, I started exploring some kind of material um, and skills outside of schooling. Um, Mainly, I was really, really interested in something called design thinking. And so I'd taken some online courses on design thinking just to briefly explore it. And then I went to this summer program that was in actually at Boston University. And through the summer program, we worked through the design thinking process. Well, I should give some background. Design thinking is a form of creative problem solving that's really human centric. So it's really like this process that um, has to do with creative problem solving. So at the summer program, I was about 13 years old and we worked with the wo- with a woman who had multiple sclerosis, who had like this problem and a disability in her everyday life. Her problem was that she had to wear an ankle brace, which is like this visible brace everywhere she went in the city and she was a small woman so basically every brace had like scooby-doo or a disney princess or some cartoon character on it and she felt really uncomfortable in public so what we did for her is we designed a better brace that would optimize her comfort mobility and especially make her feel confident walking around in public and this was at the age of 13 and i'm not saying i was some child genius or some amazing prodigy i just it was the power of this design thinking process that brought together a group of students to creatively brainstorm and come up with some kind of solution that actually changed someone's life. And that was really, really key to me. I really enjoyed the feeling that I could help someone else. And design thinking brought that to me. And I wanted to bring that to other students. And so that's what got me really interested in design thinking. Did you use 3D printing to uh, print that device? Yeah, so we used um, a combination, like, so basically the key components of the design thinking process, it sort of begins with this idea of you have to observe the world around you and sort of take an input. So we talked to Annika, who is the name of the patient. We talked to her about her struggles in her everyday life, and we really observed and got this input 
into what she went through so we could understand the problem. And then we tried some rough prototypes using like cardboard, glue, and scissors um, just to see what fit her best and what she liked. And once we had that, we were able to, yes, 3D print um, along with, we bought some materials from like a local CVS store and went to one of the Boston University's maker spaces and they had laser cutters, 3D printers, and we were fortunate to have access to these facilities because we were able to make her a really, really nice brace that met her needs. So from that stage, you created Impact the Future. Tell us about that. Yeah, so as you all, as I'm sure everyone knows, COVID-19 hit the education system pretty hard. And I was really fortunate because my school was like on top of it. Like we were in e-learning within a day. It was crazy. But even after e-learning began, like two, three, four months into it, we all felt that feeling that everyone got from e-learning, that sense of helplessness. So my dad is a frontline worker. And um, that means he, he, well, he's a doctor. So literally in the first couple of weeks of COVID, they wouldn't even let him wear masks in the hospital because they said, oh, it's gonna scare the patients. Like this is whole mentality. Like as a student, I feel com felt completely helpless. There was nothing I could do. And people were literally dying. Adults were, and children were literally dying all around us. And every single adult, like nurses were coming out of retirement. Doctors were coming out of retirement. People were donating millions in resources and the whole world was coming together. But the kids, we were just told to like focus on e-learning and continue getting good grades in school. And it was really, really difficult on us, especially me, who my dad was a frontline worker. Like I saw him risk his life and I wanted to do something to help him. And that's when I remembered that power that design thinking had given me. And it was this unique ability to empower me to create change in the world around me. And I want to give that same feeling to other students, especially during a time of COVID-19 and a time where so many students were feeling helpless. So I had taken a lot of design thinking courses up until that point. And one thing, common theme that I noticed was that all these design thinking institutions are designing courses for adults. There are very few design thinking courses designed for children. And if they are, they're designed by adults. So it's this incredibly, incredibly small area for students to explore design thinking. And I wanted to expand that by creating my own curriculum and my own course from my experience with design thinking that I thought really reflected the best values of design thinking that could benefit students. And with that, I also incorporated some other elements that I've noticed about students and how they react and are able to thrive under certain conditions into this course um, and made it completely for free for students to take so that students could explore design thinking. Um, and the whole goal of this course is to for students to come together as a group and work through design thinking to tackle a real world problem and give back to their community, similar to what I did in Boston University. And it's this whole feeling of how can we empower the students? So um, I did that over COVID-19 and I developed this curriculum and course, and then we kind of got back to the regular school year and I actually started two of these courses, one at my high school and one at my middle school both of which I was like leading and I was there interacting with them every single day. And in the middle school, we developed a mask cleaning machine that basically used UV radiation to clean masks to reduce the waste during COVID. Because what we realized is that so many adults obviously focused on people's safety, development of new vaccines, how can we create more effective masks? How can we uh, mitigate the amount of COVID being spread on an everyday basis at certain public locations. Every single adult was focusing on keeping people safe. What we didn't realize was that 
there were 3 million masks being thrown away every minute. That's, I think, around like 100 or 1.54 trillion masks thrown away in 2020, which is absolutely in, insane. And even us, so we started as a group of 10-year-olds. So this was 10 to 13-year-olds, and I'm, I'm 15, so I was the like group leader of a sort. But we did this at the middle school, and all they wanted to do was help people. They said, let's try to keep as many people safe, and we did that. And we started doing that for the first half of the year, but then we realized – the adults are doing this, but what they're overlooking is the waste that's being created. And it was a really, a catalyst moment was when we went to an environmental pickup around our school and we got six garbage bags only with masks just around our school. And it was incredible, incredible, incredible to see how much waste was being created and how a lot of people were just overlooking this. So these group of, these 10, uh, about a dozen 10 year olds using design thinking, created a device that used UV radiation to clean masks so that those disposable masks don't have to be thrown out every day. They can be thrown out maybe once a week. And the whole goal was to reduce waste in our community. So we set this up at the front of our school, um, and it did really well because people were saying, there's really no way to clean disposable masks, like one-time masks use, um, uses. And now they had this UV radiation machine, which didn't get it wet, which didn't use like soap and water, but used UV radiation to kill bacteria, allowing them to stay safe while reducing their environmental impact on the community during COVID-19. So where did the name come from, Impact the Future? Um, yeah, so I mean, really it was, I, I think where the name really stemmed from was me kind of just thinking, so what am I gonna do? I want these students to have an impact on the future. And especially, I know for a fact that these are the students today, like our generation is the group of students that's going to be the change makers of the future. Whether we, we really can't do anything about it, they're gonna be the Elon Musks, the Jeff Bezos, the Bill Gates, and they're gonna have control basically over these huge corporations. And the goal of that is if we can instill a social mission or social responsibility mindset in the students of today, when they get to the jobs of the future, every corporation won't have the focus of how do we make the most money possible? It will be, how can we give back and also make money as well? Like it, the whole point of the fact of like impact the future is to better prepare these students to have a greater social impact on the world towards um, the future. So learn how to, uh, what social enterprises and yeah. what social innovation is. And that's yeah. my bailiwick, so, okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, it, I feel like, sorry, one thing, it's like, I feel like so many students today have this, don't have enough confidence that they can create change. I mean, if you had asked me four years ago if I could have done anything outside of getting A pluses on my tests and walking to school every morning, I would have said no. But design thinking, like the way the school system is built, it demonizes failure and it says that you have to get it right on the first try and you can't make any mistakes but the way design thinking is built is it's a way of creative problem solving that encourages failure because you learn from your mistakes and you don't have to get it right every time you only have to get it right once and that one time that you get it right you can thrive off of that and really give back to your community so it's this whole idea of instilling that like social enterprise and social entrepreneurship at a very young age because that's what we need. I mean, the world today has so many problems that we see ahead of us. It's really, really important for students to understand the importance of giving back. 
So that, that's the name of the book that I wrote, The, the oh, Give yeah. Back Economy. So, yeah, so I, a nice, nice lead-in for that. Yeah, so, I saw that on Amazon. So having said that, where is Impact the Future going to be in three years? Yeah, so right now, um, so like I said, we did this course at my middle school and high school this year, and I was sort of doing a design thinking of my session of my own. We were kind of in the prototyping stage. So I wanted to test out the curriculum I had built, test out, because I mean, I'm a student, this is my first time doing it, um, but I wanted to see if this could really work and how passionate students would be. And what I learned, I, I had a couple key takeaways. The first was that students were really, really passionate about having an impact on the world around them, especially the immediate world around them, meaning their community. So they could have a larger impact like on the world, but they were very, very passionate about helping the ones that they see every day because, especially because in your community, you notice so many problems in your everyday life, right? You notice so many social problems that are building up, but you don't know how to approach them. And so design thinking gave them this outlet to approach the problems that they see in their everyday life. So the second thing I saw was that students began taking the school, like what they had learned in the school system, whether it be math, coding, science, English, and they applied those skills that the school system had nurtured for the past like eight years in them and took that to the real world. And I feel like so many students today don't see the purpose of the content of school. They say like, well, what's the point? Like, I'm never going to use this in the real world. Like that's such a common phrase by students. Like I'm never going to use this math equation in the real world, but the students of this that actually applied what they knew to the real world problems and tried to develop a solution saw the importance of what they were learning in school. Um, yeah, and, and they were able to really grow from that and sort of identify what they're, so like they were able to take their passions, what they were really, really interested in and passionate about and apply that to a real world setting to give back. And I would say the third thing was that our, like our generation has such bad mental health, like, the mental stability and condition of people in our generation, especially students today in the school system, is awful. The suicide rates are some of the highest they've ever been in history, and it's really, really bad for students. But one thing, and, and many noticed, of them are obese. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I also noticed was that what's happening is that, like, when you give back, you feel more connected to your town, you feel more connected to your community, and you gain this sense of purpose in your life. And what I loved about this was that the students who were able to give back were able to have this other purpose in life, not just getting A pluses and not just graduating through school, but being able to have an effect on people around them. It's all about those human interactions that they faced, interacting with local store clerks, interacting with local teachers and students, um, really empathizing with those around them, which gave them a purpose um, and I'm not saying they didn't have a purpose before that. I'm just saying they gave them a purpose in giving back and gave them that feeling that they could create change, which was really, really key to building their confidence. Okay, but where in three years? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I had to answer that part of the question. Yeah. So that was the prototyping stage of this year. I sort of noticed that effect. Um, so actually this summer, what I've done is I've built a, basically a course that can be scaled, that can be taken by any school in the country. And so I've, I've reached out to schools and schools are beginning to sign up for this course. And a group of students and a mentor or a teacher or someone that can lead the club basically takes this course and selects a problem in their community 
and works through that problem and develops an effective solution. So to say, uh, to answer that question, in three years, I would like to get this into as many schools as possible as a student-run program. Because, I mean, some of the things with these school-introduced programs, when you mandate programs on students, students are less likely to actually interact and fully understand the importance of what they're doing. Because, like, it's forced on them, and no one likes to have anything forced on them, especially if they're not ready for that. So by having it be a student-led and student-run program at these different communities, I'm hoping to bring design thinking into education um, by really scaling this course. But you're going to be in university by then. So do you want yeah. to do the same thing at colleges and universities? Yeah, I would love to do. So the, I think the key difference is by the time that a lot of students get to university and by the time they get to college, they get a lot more real world experience and they're able to have those decisions. They have jobs in their everyday lives. But design thinking is very key. When we look at, so there was a study conducted where they did a design thinking workshop with kindergartners through college, university, business graduates. And they found the ones that were most successful were the kindergartners out of anyone because they had this creative element to them and this creative mindset. So if my goal right now is to target people at the younger side, like middle school, elementary school, and high school, because they still have this creativity. And what the school system does is by saying, there's only one way to complete this assignment. If you complete it like this, you get an A+. They're basically not intentionally destroying the creativity, but as a side effect, they don't get the chance to explore their creative side as much. And so what I'm hoping to do is really build up their creative confidence at an early age, because so many people are like, oh, I'm not creative, but they really are. It's just that they don't have the opportunity to exercise their creativity as much on a daily basis. So design thinking, like I said, like doesn't demonize failure, it accepts it. And when you're allowed to fail, you're allowed to explore. And that idea of exploration in a setting outside of school can be really, really helpful, especially in the fundamental years for children. Okay, talk about funding what you're doing and partnerships, both very important to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So right now, I would say the for a funding aspect, right now, we don't really need any funding. It's because I've been able to build the course completely on my own. It's been everything that it's just the only funding, I guess, would be my time into the project. But um, funding wise, the course is completely free for schools to take. And it's just something that I want to get into as many schools as possible, because this can be really, really beneficial to both the students and the communities who are benefiting from these creative solutions. Um, as far as partnerships go, um, my uh, speaking from the lens of the organization, we're interested in as many partnerships as possible with similar organizations and companies and businesses who have a similar mission of spreading either design thinking to education or just creating a change in the education system. Because ultimately, that's what I really want students to learn, that students can change the world, and it's really important for students to have that confidence. Have you heard of an organization called Acumen? Oh, I've not. Okay, so you're going to look them up. They have all kinds of courses for free, including design thinking. So you're going to check that out later on. So yeah. having said this, what do your parents think of what you're doing? Um, well, my parents have been very, very supportive of what I'm doing. I think what I would say is that like it's been a really interesting journey 
through everything I've done um, with design thinking. And it's something that I think everyone, especially in my family, is just learning from because there's a whole new world out there. Like there's so many different communities and aspects of the world that are unexplored to me and to someone's individual experience that to get this other experience and trying new things, it's been something that everyone's been able to learn from. Okay. So having said that, what's the, the best website for people to reach you or to find out more information about what you're doing? Yeah, so um, I have a website. So Impact the Future is the name of the organization. And the website link is impactthefuture.net. And that's one word, impactthefuture.net. Okay, excellent. Okay, well, thank you, Praja. You're going to change the world. There's no question about it. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me on the podcast. Thank you. Okay.